following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Good morning, everyone. Our first reading today is Psalm 139, verses 1 to 9. O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea. Our second reading today is John chapter 1, verses 43 uh, to the end. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite, in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree, before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. My name is David Lucas and I worship here at St. Nick's Durham. And it's a wonderful privilege to be able to open up the scriptures with you today. So with that in mind, may I invite you to pray with me. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gospel of your Son. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit and that you speak with us today. And we pray this morning that you would be king of our lives, that we might receive your truth that you would dwell in and through us, and that united with the apostles and all the saints, we all would worthily magnify your holy name. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. So today, the Sunday before the week of prayer for Christian unity begins, we're continuing in this epiphany season, this season of illumination when things that were hidden come into the light. We're in the middle of a third lockdown, yes. Sick and tired, yes. And though things perhaps might seem the bleakest at the moment, the days are getting longer. And like our gospel reading this morning, light is coming back into the world. We can maybe allow ourselves to look forward to a new season when we turn a corner and come into a beautiful spring and a great harvest beyond. Our time this morning will be focused on our gospel reading that David just read for us. And at first glance, it's a funny little story, isn't it? There's a fig tree and there's angels and language disparaging Nazareth. So what we're gonna do as we look at the passage is to ponder how we may allow God, the teacher, to the space to instruct us and invite us into more and more of who he is. Now, if you're new to St. Nick's, you might not know that we have a second Sunday service every week at half six, and that the sermon series of late has been all about witness. Well, today's gospel reading is all about witness. Here we see the beginning of a wonderful thing. In our reading, Jesus is beginning to gather around himself the apostles who for three years will follow him, hear his teaching, witness how Jesus conducts himself. They will be witness to his miracles and how prayer to his father seemed to be the very source and impetus of all of his good works. They will witness how the crowds reacted to him and how the authorities rejected him. They will be witness to his deep, deep love and compassion for the people, as sheep without a shepherd. They will be witness to his arrest, his trial, and his murder. And excluding Judas, the apostles, along with 500 others, will be witness to the greatest of all miracles. All of them, while in the midst of their deepest disillusionment, the depths of despair, and the fear that they might be next, they will witness the resurrected Jesus. Light defeats darkness, hope triumphs over despair, and life conquers death. And these same apostles, as one, would then carry their witness of this good news to the nations, that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And each one of the apostles, all of them, will end up suffering and many things and dying for this testimony. Now, what do we see immediately before our readings from this morning? Aaron preached on it last week, so try to picture this. Jesus is baptized. The heavens are opened up. The Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus like a dove. And this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And sometime later, here in our gospel, chapter 1, verse 36, John the Baptist sees Jesus passing by and he says, Look, the Lamb of God. Now two of John the Baptist's disciples were there and heard what John said about Jesus. 
and they ended up following him and spending the entire Sabbath day with him. Who knows what they talked about, but whatever had been said, the next day, one of these disciples, who was named Andrew, he went and found his brother Peter. Verse 41, we have found the Messiah, and he brought Peter to Jesus. So John calls Jesus the Lamb of God, and two of the disciples hear this. These two disciples follow Jesus and spend the Sabbath day with him. And one of these disciples, Andrew, then goes and finds his brother Peter and tells him about Jesus. And now, finally, we come to our reading today. What happens next? Well, in our readings today, we find something else out as well. Andrew and Peter happened to know Philip as they all came from the same town of Bethsaida. Verse 43 begins, The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. And finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. And Philip does. He obeys right away. And not only that, but he goes and he finds his friend, Nathanael. Verse 45. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Scripture doesn't record for us any more that Jesus may have said to Philip at this first meeting, but it's unsurprising that Philip immediately obeys Jesus. Why? Elsewhere, Jesus teaches, The one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Look at verse 45 again. Philip's first act is to go and find Nathanael, and he says, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. We have found. And what can it mean that they have found other than that they have been searching? Philip, we see here, was a man who may have prayed for Israel's redemption from the hands of hostile occupiers. And he seemed to know his Bible, and was looking for the fulfillment of the prophecies of the coming Messiah. He was looking forward to when God would dwell with his people, would tabernacle with his people. Emmanuel, God with us. And what did Moses write about in the law? Well, in Deuteronomy 18, Moses says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. You must listen to him. And then at the end of Deuteronomy, after Moses passes, we read verse chapter 34, since then no prophet has arisen since then no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses whom the Lord knew face to face Moses would speak to God in the tent of meeting within a cloud of God's presence face to face as one talks to a friend the defining feature of this coming prophet this new Moses is that he will speak to God face to face well, back to our gospel. John chapter 1, verse 18. No one has ever seen God, except God the Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. From all eternity, the Son has gazed upon the face, the glory of the Father. And now, here in our reading today, God the only Son stands before the man Philip, and Philip, who has been searching for God's salvation, he obeys.
So John the Baptist testifies about Jesus. Two of John's disciples go to find out more. Andrew went and told his brother Peter. Then they found Philip. And Philip goes and he tells Nathanael. Verse 45. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Then Nathanael says, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Now, Nathanael isn't saying, nope, it can't be him. The one we have been waiting for comes from the city of David. But being a northerner himself, knowing full well that nothing ever happens in that little village over there called Nazareth, he is asking, can something could come from there? And Philip responds with three of the greatest words any faithful disciple of our Lord could ever utter. Come and see. This gets to the crux of the church's witness to the world. We are beggars sharing with other beggars where to find bread. Come and see. You are invited to meet the Lord of life. The entire church and all her members have a testimony or faith story to share about what God has done. But we're not simply asking others to take our word for it, are we? In this life, we are to participate in his mission, and as instruments of God's healing, redemption, renewal in this broken and battered creation, we must always remember that it is in encountering God that the world is changed. Philip testifies to Nathaniel about Jesus and invites Nathaniel to come and see. And he does. Despite his doubts, he accepts Philip's invitation and goes to meet Jesus, and he is utterly surprised. Nathanael has also been searching for the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus seems to indicate that he knows this, to which Nathanael asks, if you look at verse 48, How do you know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. My son asked, so what, Jesus has x-ray vision? No, but I am reminded of our psalm from this morning, and it's quite possible that Nathaniel had this psalm on his mind as well. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. Regardless, whatever it was, the implication is that Jesus has knowledge that no regular person should have. Nathaniel asked the question as to a man, but Jesus responded as of God. Rabbi, which means teacher, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. And even Jesus is amazed by this. You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. I always knew that at some point I wanted to be a father. And I've always liked kids. I thought they're hilarious. Sometimes I still think that. So when Hannah and I found out that we were going to be parents, we praised God, we prepared, and we prayed and we waited. But God did not just give us a, a child. He gave us a Lucy. That first night after Lucy was born, 
While Hannah slept, I just held her and I looked at her. I made all sorts of promises to her, most of which I'm sure I've broken already. And I prayed and I praised God for her. I was blissfully unprepared to meet her. And I was really surprised by this feeling. I simply delighted in her. And in this way, I felt as if I was giving, given a deeper glimpse into the heart and mind of our Father in heaven and his love and delight in us. That first night, it was like there was music all around and within me. It was as if the doors, as if doors to rooms inside me that I never even knew existed were opened for the first time. And in those hours, I was overwhelmed with a love that I had never known before, a love that welled up from within me. The only other thing in my life I can possibly compare this to has been coming to know Jesus. For me, and I know that this isn't everybody's story, but I want to express the sense of awe, as well as the sense of delight and excitement and adventure that are, that are all wrapped up together. Again and again, I'm surprised. Few times I have encountered him very powerfully, but mostly it has been very subtle and often over long periods of time. But in this, there has often been a sense of unpreparedness of, for the meeting, of thinking and being one way, then being met and surprised and changed. Again and again, I find out more about who I am through him. And again and again, he has led me forward, deeper into the depths of his compassion. Wherever we begin with him, there's always more. Step by step, moment by moment, unto eternity. Jesus will lead us from glory to glory as he shares himself and makes his Father known. Nathaniel's confession, as surprising and incredible as it is, doesn't quite hit the mark, does it? You are the Son of God, the King of Israel. It's incredible. But his conception of the Son of God extends only as the reign of a king over a single people, Israel. But the Son of God is not the King of Israel only, but of the whole world. Nathanael has come and met the Messiah, but in his thinking, Jesus is the Messiah only for Israel, when in reality, he is the Messiah for the whole world. Jesus accepts Nathanael's confession, and that's wonderful. But in the very next breath, Jesus plants the seeds for Nathanael's growth, for his coming to know more of who Jesus is. Verse 51. Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This statement is just loaded with meaning, images, and prophecy. But for our purposes, just note that Jesus is here expanding for Nathaniel the scope of Son of Man and King to cosmic proportions. Do you see how Jesus leads him up little by little from earth and causes him to no longer imagine him merely as a man? Even right here at the beginning of Nathaniel's journey with Jesus, in these very first baby steps, he is being led further up and further in. Jesus will cause the seeds that are here planted to grow in Nathaniel's life. He will follow Jesus. 
you will come to know Jesus, and he will be continually changed by that relationship with Jesus, and he will witness to others about Jesus. As it was with the apostles, so it is with us. Jesus knows us. He knows when we sit down and when we rise, and he perceives our thoughts from afar. When we come and see, when we meet him in a moment, or in 10,000 moments, we are changed. And we do not do this alone. Andrew tells us, Andrew tells Peter, Philip tells Nathaniel. As for us, neighbor tells neighbor, friend tells friend, family tells family. And with this witness is the invitation to come and see, to meet the Lord of life. We walk this path of discipleship together, meeting Jesus in our earthly expectations and preconceptions and having him stretch and surprise us. We have spoken this morning of witness, of invitation, of encounter, of surprise and of change. To be a disciple is to know and to ever and to ever more know God and to love and ever more love God. We love together, we grow together as we grow in these. On this eve of this year's week of prayer for Christian unity, we remember that we are co-pilgrims on the journey into God's love, into his kingdom. I therefore invite you to ponder on the scripture we have read today. Who do we think Jesus is? And whether for the first time or the 10,000th time, take a few moments throughout the week in this third lockdown to allow God, the teacher, the space to instruct us and invite us into more and more of who he is. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St. Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.